Welcome to Under The Rhythm, the podcast where I speak to some of the most exciting talent in the music industry, both behind the decks and behind the scenes. In this episode, I'm really excited to be joined by two artists who are absolutely killing it. One production duo called Tabasco and one solo producer, Tommy Farrow. Both have had massive years with breakout tracks and successes, and both are undisputably destined for big things over the coming months. In this episode, we talk about trance, we talk about Tesco demo drops, and we talk about gigging in the current climate. So without further ado, welcome to Under the Rhythm. Let's talk to Tabasco and Tommy Farrow. Tabasco and Tommy Farrow, how are you guys doing? Very well, thank you, sir. Very good, good, my friend. Thanks for asking. How are you, Ben? All good? Mate, I'm very good, thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us, man. It's an yeah, honor. man. Been excited. This is an actual thing. Like, I'm yeah. really wanted to do this. So, yeah. Us and Tommy were talking the other day, and we were, we were saying, like, oh, we just love podca- podcasts because you, you just get to talk shit with your mates. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Chat. <laughs> this is sure. the closest thing we get to the pub these days as well. <laughs> it, is. it basically is. Oh, we should have got some beers. We should have got some It's like Call of Duty. Like, it's just like playing with your mates, but without being. Uh, actual guns and over dancing. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so I like to kick off uh, each podcast with with a round of questions called Crate Diggers, where I ask you guys um, to bring three tracks to the table that have been kind of influential to you throughout your journey as an artist uh, or just as a DJ or any kind of uh, stage of your music career. Um, so, Tabasco, should we start with you guys? Have you yes. got three tracks? Yeah. If we go through them one by one and we'll have a little chat about them all. Absolutely. So me and Ken had a little discussion earlier about what we'd choose. And uh, we sort of said we'd, we'd have one track that sort of defined us two as people and a track that was sort of both for, for both of us, really. And then one track each uh, on top of that as well. So the track that we've decided for both of us is uh, a track called Time Tunnel by Brassica. Uh, out on Ooh. Fill My Bicep. Yeah, absolute tune. Check it out, guys, absolute, if you uh, have a chance. Absolute tune. Um, yeah, so we'll, I actually don't know the track, but on a on a good label, so I reckon it's probably... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing tune. So me and Ken were... It was our first uh, gig out as Tabasco playing in Birmingham. And uh, When was it, this? W- when was this? This, this, this was about Ooh. two years 20. ago. 2018 early 2018 it was the first time I played to a crowd because Andy taught me to DJ and we literally played to like it started off with like 20 people and then Brasso came on it was literally to no one there was a guy sleeping on the sofa I remember that and Andy had a backache so he went to sit down and I was DJing (laughs) a second half because there's literally no one so so, yeah if you if you've not DJed to a room with uh, a guy asleep on a corner, then you haven't experienced, you haven't <laughs> you experienced haven't real DJing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, it was our first. It was our first set, and and it was it was supporting Dennis Salter in the main room. And on the way driving up to Birmingham, uh, we we found out that Salter had pulled out um, through to illness. Uh, so they got Breska in last minute to do a live set, which is awesome. But like. Um, a lot of people who pay, who paid to go there went for Dennis Salter, so a lot of people pulled out last minute, which mm. was a little bit annoying. But I mean, that is what it is. Uh, but yeah, we, we we stayed and watched a bit of Brasca's set, and he he played one of his own tracks called Time Tunnel, which we which we looked up afterwards, and I, it's 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 like a little journey of a track. It really is. It's it's, it's a phenomenal yeah. tune, and that was sort of one that we both like have now progressed with and just sort of said this is this is really cool, and that sort of kept with us and resonated with us the whole time, really. 
Yeah, totally. Do you think that's influenced the way you guys make your music? Because I definitely feel like your tracks can be a bit of a journey. And same with yours, Tommy. It kind of builds and builds. And oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, like Brassica's track is a lot. Like, it's really synth-led. And I think, like, obviously, it was our first show, the first time playing to a crowd. For me, anyway, like that was quite a cool track in terms of his sound design and what really got us interested in that side of music like having more like melodic style because we used to produce tech house and like i remember yeah what was the first track that i yeah. came across you guys uh was, it might big been rap, was it? Well, yeah well, it might have been body rap yes yeah. body rap that's the one yeah 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 Yeah, obviously like we've drifted from that sound like very much so i know you um, in your spare time yeah, what? <laughs> I know you can make tech house in your spare time. Right. Sitting there. Ken's got a tech house alias. I do. He doesn't want you to tell. Yeah. <laughs> he DJ makes shoots for Chris Lake. He's just and ghosting. Chris, yeah, Chris Lake he's ghosting tech house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anyone, guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so no, that, oh, go on. Continue. No, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, yeah, that's definitely opened our eyes in terms of that the more techno scene of things and yeah we stuck on to it really which is sweet nice and then so moving on to i guess your second and third tracks yes yeah, yeah, so you want to take it away with this one which which one just like a track that we influenced with or mm. yeah well yeah what, what cool. one? your one your one mate oh, okay cool um so my one uh is what's there by a guy called dowd dowd um is out on one of ninja tune sub labels technicolor i think but that track was what initially got me into electronic music um heard it at uni and at the time i was producing like more r&b type music so um andy initially introduced me to like electronic music and i found that track through my own kind of digging and that's what really kind of sparked the interest for me anyway um so that's why it holds like a special place for me and yeah, sick. So, so you boys, you two were producing separately before you came together to make Tabasco. Then, just give, give us a bit of the background on. on so Ken, Ken was producing. Um, I was solely DJing, uh, and I've been DJing since I was like eighteen, nineteen. Uh, DJing like sort of sixteenth birthday parties, all that stuff. The good all stuff. Fifty-year-olds raving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days. Me and me and my friend used to play a game because basically at that 18th birthday party, there's not many people on the dance floor and stuff. We were playing games like what tune can you play to make the most people go yo and get onto the dance floor. And we we found out that Sean Paul works particularly well. <laughs> Kanye West is also very good. Vibes Cartel, all the all the legends really. That was that was a good good bit of fun. Um, but yeah, and then I moved on to at uni uh, DJing at the local rave um, and then finished uni. And asked Ken, because I knew he was producing at the time, I was like, do you want to make a track that's more sort of techno-led, sort of following an electronic sound? And he was like, yeah, let's go for it. And we did. And I was already in the middle of rebranding myself into Tabasco. And I just sort of said, do you want to just jump on board with me? And we'll go from there. That's how it worked, really. And the name Tabasco then. Go on. (laughs) Oh, mate. Is there a story? I don't even remember. I don't know. I remember it. I think we we initially wanted to do like tribal tech housey stuff because we really love like Melee and Glenda. We were like, oh, they're amazing, so cool. And we thought, I remember you asked me, it was like Tabasco. It sounds a bit tribally and cool, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think t- Tabasco sauce. Like, 
I wasn't even in the like um, vicinity I was, in terms of I was name. kind of expecting a source-based story. Yeah, no, it's not really a source-based story. I think, I think we're just a bit hot and spicy, aren't we, Ken? I think that's yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um, and Andy, then, your, your kind of influence track. Uh, so mine would be uh, John Hopkins' Emerald Rush. Um from his album is it singularity is that the album yeah singularity yeah uh which for me is the first time that i sort of listened to dance music and sort of had that emotive feeling of listening as well so before it was just sort of like what would make me dance the hardest or make me like be on the dance floor and be like yes this is really cool and then i listened to tracks like john hopkins the sort of tunes that he's making burial as well that sort of stuff and it really gives you an emotional sort of sense into the music mm. as well which is the first time i'd heard that and i've been like whoa this is what i want to make i want to make something that you can actually listen to not just dance to and actually fucking feel something at the same time so yeah john hopkins emerald rush in particular but most of that album singularity is absolutely yeah. phenomenal super super good and i've been trying to replicate and trying to to, to do some sort of stuff that's his sort of style and it's you can't really do it it's, it's his, he's so oh, unique he's so he's yeah. such a good producer so yeah uh john hopkins emerald rush that'd be my my track so you guys both went in hard right you didn't mess around in like kind of gentle dance music you just went straight <laughs> in like <laughs> what, what were you listening to when you like i don't know when you were like 10 11 12 like, 10 11 yeah. Was it dance music or was it something else? Like, yeah, I think for me, because obviously I come from a non-electronic background, so I used to listen to like a lot of soul, disco-y, um, like Steely Dan. That's that was one of the like tracks when I was like probably six, seven. That really got me into music. So I've kind of had a lot of failed musical projects before Tabasco. Like, trust me, I was in a band and I did like the R and B thing, and it's just <laughs> nothing ever. Oh, really? that makes me laugh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were writing music like Marvin's Room by Drake. Yeah. That was me at uni. My, my, my like, duvet was drenched in tears. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> sleeping, like, okay. shivering. It's cold. Uh, <laughs> Call it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what, um, what, were you, what was your kind of gateway to like music? I mean, you didn't go straight uh, in at John Hopkins, did you? No, 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 definitely <laughs> not. So, uh, so, so I was I was listening to sort of indie stuff uh, growing up. Um, Arctic Monkeys was a big album for me. That their their first album. Um, then Keen as well. Um, I'm re- I was really into Keen. Some of their tracks really really like. Um, uh, the indie route, then, the indie route is yeah, such a yeah. well-trodden path. So many yeah. guys start. I miss those days. About it. Yeah, man. I mean, as, 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 oh. as cool as you are, like into your electronic music, you put on like a big indie number, like the Kooks or something like that, yeah. and anyone's just going to be like, "Oh, yeah, she moves in her own way." Oh, yeah. Everyone has in the air. She moves in her own way. Yeah. I used, to, I used to just like indie because I thought I'd get girls from it. I had a stage. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course, you did. Well, my sister was like oh. the current trend at the minute. So, like, I had yeah. I wore skinny jeans for the first time, red to like overshirt. Oh, and I, I love was the that. first person in my secondary school to wear skinny jeans. I got <laughs> completely, and then everyone started doing it the year after. 
But yeah, oh, yeah that's, 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 that's a prop. That's a proper yeah. weird flex, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> I was the first. I was the first person in my school to wear skinny jeans. <laughs> right. I will, I, big claims, big claims on the podcast. Big claims. <laughs> Can someone fact check that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, oh. that's, uh, I had a little era where I was just kind of rocking the indie music. But did you yeah. did you have Swoopy Fringe as well? Like, oh, I feel like everyone had that at school. I like Bieber, Bieber French. Yeah. yeah, I definitely had that. Have you heard the um, Ejeka and Kelly from Block Party track that came out? Yeah, the piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Love so it. weird hearing like Block Party vocalist on the dance track though. That was just like this is this is proper like I'm really confused. Yeah, two, what's two going on right now. Yeah, literally. Ejeka's yeah. <laughs> just a god. I'm saying it now. I see it. Every time. <laughs> I knew every that, mate. Every time I speak about him, that guy is a god. You, c- you can't say the E word in front of Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I was, um, I was, was going to say it, but Sonny has come out. Ben started it. Yeah. Ben started it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, you started now, Tommy. Let's let's get on to your three tracks that have been influential to you throughout your you know, okay. music career. Today. I just want to say something funny, actually, about that. I actually had a dream about a Jekka last week. About him. I, said, I had a dream about him and his manager and I was in Tesco and I was trying to hand my demos to his manager and he just was not having it and I was like come on <laughs> oh, he Tesco went, right, as well yeah I know. Oh, he's doing his groceries you are throwing yeah. USBs at his head please the well known Tesco demo drop yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway so my three influences I know the first track that got me into house music was um, the Disclosure edit of Jesse Ware, Run Him. Um, I don't know if oh, you guys yeah. know. Oh, so good. My sister, that whole album. Oh, it's so good. Because my sister's a DJ too. Um, mm. She got me into like, she got me into like everything, like DJing. Uh, she, she gave me her old decks. Um, so yeah, so I owe her one big time. Um, she, she showed me that tune and I was like, this is amazing. I, this, it just got me straight into music. And then I started a duo with like my best mate and we were called Bad Standards and we popped off in second. When this was like <laughs> when Disclosure were like massive, like we went on the radio shows and we're like, what, how do I even like blew up the servers? I'm not even kidding. They were like, sorry, really? <laughs> why am I alive? We were, we were good. And then he got a girlfriend, and then yeah, I'm Eric went down south. Yeah, all goes down south. Girlfriend, exactly. <laughs> and he's still with her, like seven years on, and still together. So oh, mental. But he's happy, you know. We've gone different paths, but yeah. yeah. So that that got me to um, house music and stuff, and then so more like like recent times, I'd say like with my reference of let's just is the god Ejeka. But this is a track that nobody knows. Like, I've I've only started telling people it in the last three months because I've just thought, sod it, I've I've kept it for so long. I want other people to listen to it because I first heard it in my first year of uni. So this is like 2016. So it's quite an old track. Um, And it's a remix of Cassius, Go Up. And it's got um, Pharrell singing on it. But he's only like... Oh, bro. It's so random, man. But it's only like... (laughs) It's not really obvious. It's kind of like he's reverbed it out and it's in the background. And yeah, it's so good. And it's like this, she sounds like French, but it's like a really sexy French, like, it's only little snippets. Like and a, like a moist baguette. Have you guys heard it? I did have a listen to it after your podcast with Will Clark. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, what's Tommy talking about? Yeah. And I, I did. 
yeah. I did have a little Google. It is, it is an absolute banger. <laughs> and like that, that was my reference track. So I heard it in H and M. Weirdly enough, in my first year of uni, which is so H&M. random. H and M. For like a, an underground track like that, I was just like, and it was kind of the first breaksy tune I've heard. And then from that moment, yeah, I just fell in love with breaks and. Um, mm. And it's such an under on YouTube. It's got like a thousand views, and it's just like how it's like the best dance track I've ever heard. Um, it starts off like it starts off the pads like let's just yeah, and straight into the breaks like let's just. So it was like my reference track, and then it just turns into like this trancey lead. Well, no, it's like a piano, but it kind of fades in, then fades out, so it's not obvious. And then the trancey lead comes in, and then it breaks down with the trancey lead, builds up, and then it properly drops on the piano. Oh, it's just heaven. Honestly, Ben, if you've not heard hey. it, oh, yeah, I'm going to get out It's a fame show, I can guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Get out of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shout out while you play it. <laughs> yeah, this is on top of Done, deal. All right, but I, w- I won't play the Anson's remix instead. So. <laughs> 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 I've got time for one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, so that's that. And then I'd say a more recent one than that, especially lately, I, you know, it's quite bad. I sound like the biggest fanboy, but it's a Jekka again, because I can't even oh, describe the influence on my production. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be making the music I am now, like seriously. Um, so like, I'd say like Manaya, Mayana, whatever it's called. Oh yeah, that's a sick track. I love so, it. Like, Transwax, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's Transwax. Yeah. It is Transwax. Okay, so there's two different eyes. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Oh, like my production lately, I love making trancey stuff. Because at first I was just making breakbeat, but now yeah. I've found a way how I'm like I'm making trancey stuff, but still making it like modern and, and really cool. Um, yeah, because I love trance, but I don't like the one three eight like boom boom boom. Like I'm not yeah, I'm yeah. Out of that, but like yeah. So I'd say that track has really kind of influenced a lot, and a bit like one thing that really influences my production is like it sounds really weird. But like Calvin Harris's like old stuff, you know, like his album, like the 18 months. Oh, yeah. He's like, just like his synths and his leads, like how like, they're just like such anthems. And I like putting them kind of leads on like a cool kind of kick and bass like combo. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think that's what's influenced me the past 10 years or so. But them two definitely in the recent, in the, in the recent times. Yeah, for sure. Mad. How long have you been producing for, Tommy? Not even long, like, because this is, actually, this is a, a pretty, because if it was a fourth one, yeah. I'd Frankie, Frankie Wild, get me high. Um, yeah. Because I, I know Frankie. Right, that's a great tune. Yeah, he's a, great yeah he's, he's a sick producer as well. I was listening to his uh, podcast with, well, it was Willie Jock, who's, who's interviewing Frankie Wild. It's really interesting, that, as well. I yeah, he's really, podcast. so I know him um, from, because he, he does, he lives about half an hour from Chef. Um, oh, where, like he was producing tech house and like he used to come and do like yeah. uh, my residency at, at tank and Sheffield. I met him when he was doing like a takeover thing. Um, yeah. and then we've just been in touch. Like he's a really sound guy. And he come to our B for high last year and uh, we were at cafe Mambo's and it was like the first time we properly met. It was with like, I was with Sosa and Clooney and, um, he was just like, cause I sent him like shit, like just on email, like just on Instagram and stuff. And he just turned around and he was like, I actually think you're going to make it. Like, you've, you've got the sound. And like, this is at a time I wasn't like yeah. much. And I was like, wait, what? And honestly, it really <laughs> motivated me to kind of take it seriously. Just that little comment. Yeah. Um, and that was, let's just was like, cause I started that in Ibiza last year. 
but it was no like at that time in summer it was so i still had the brakes and the pads but i was just mucking about with leads and vocals and and then yeah i was just like from that moment i was like i'm actually going to take this seriously and then um because mm-hmm. i've been producing since last like january so nearly like two years a year and three quarters that is mental I, mate I, yeah yeah and i started taking it really seriously um i'd say like this time last year because i was yeah. just like just sodding about and able to just muck about but as soon as i got back to uni from my difa i was like right this is what i want to do, do the, the summer out there just yeah yeah it's my fourth one yeah yeah so as soon <laughs> as i come back i was like so inspired and i was just wanted to make music and that was a career i wanted to go through so mm. and then like eight hours a day i was just obsessed as soon as you get the bug for it it's like yeah this- yeah you're stuck onto it innit? i used to like what, come were, back uh, what were your favorite parties in beefer oh good question that's a very good question there's too many do you know what i'm going to say the the most obvious one well obviously we've got dc10 on mondays but I, for me yeah. i mm-hmm. personally love socializing as well so mm-hmm. on a saturday is just perfect like i finished yeah. you know, actually this year um i worked at nikki beach as an event coordinator and they gave saturdays off so it's perfect so as soon as i woke up on the saturday it was just like get all the crew everyone just like yeah. get like four or five o'clock and while it's still sunny like everyone because we had a spot where we'd used to go as soon as we get into a schwai like the little pool at the back just dip our feet in and just oh play relax over. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> like, that was my favorite because it was so sociable and day mm. parties are the best i think yeah, um, parties are the best. And I, I would agree. Like twelve. Well, it's not early finish. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love being in bed at normal time. Me, I'm always <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. when really so high, I used to be like, I wouldn't even tell anyone I was going home. It was like three a.m. I'd just be like, I'm out of here. Because when you start, <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing, you pussy? So I just can't be after that. I'm just, like, I'm going to the toilet yeah. and I'm see me again. Just leg it. Yeah, full on sprinting out the venue. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So yeah, so yeah, so they're my influences. Um, and like I said, Ibiza that last summer really kickstarted my motivation and inspiration to kind of just take it really seriously. So you've been DJing though for for quite a while. Oh, you I was about fourteen, so I'd say eight years been DJing. Quite a long. Wow. And like, it was That's really, nice. it was really like like I said, my sister, she had these decks. I forgot what they were called. Like. RMP reloops. They're like they're massive. They're the size of these uh, CDJs, and the the BPM didn't work. So everything was done beat matching, and I hated it for a year. But it made me such a good like. I'm not going to say such a good DJ because that just sounds big headed. But like technically, technically, but it really (laughs) helped me because now it's just like yeah, it was a big blessing in disguise. That was Um, so yeah, that was really good. And you've all been doing a little bit of DJing recently, all things, you know, obviously a lot less than you would have been, I guess, do. Well, Tommy, maybe not. You said you've been doing quite a few bits and bobs, but obviously mm. Tabasco Boys, I saw you down in London a couple of weeks back. Yeah, it was good um, time, yeah. Hold tight. Big up, Jag. <laughs> uh, um, it was a good night, that, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was nice. a great night. Yeah, yeah. It was we a got good, a bit merry. Yeah, no, a little, um, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> How have you found, like, obviously, I don't want to spend too long talking about COVID, but how do you think that COVID has, has impacted on, on you guys uh, this year? And you, particularly with your live stuff? I think... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not been too, too bad. Like, with producing and stuff, we, me and Ken produce on different uh, DAWs anyway. So we're, we're used to sort of swapping things out and swapping things over and not producing 
fully together all the time and then sometimes we'll just meet up and just see what we're working on um, is that just stubbornness why has one of you not gone <laughs> hold on this would be a lot easier if we just use the same you know, I, I, okay. I am the most anti-apple person in the world so i don't like <laughs> apple at all I, I think it's a shit company i don't Ooh. like macbooks like, like we'll be producing at ken's house and i'll be like oh can we just do this and i'm on his mac just for two seconds and i'm like why isn't it right clicking? Why isn't it right clicking? It's like you've got to push two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. So I'm 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 through and through Ableton. Um, it's just what I learned on, and this is just what I've got into. I I think Ken knows a bit of Ableton, and I know a little bit of Logic, but it's just just what yeah. we've worked on, really. Uh, fair, yeah, like, it, probably a bit of stubbornness as well. You must do so much yeah. stem dancing just to yeah, work. We do. Um, we basically do like the more production side of things on Logic when we're together. But when we do like, so we're doing like a live show at the moment. Um, obviously, Ableton is a lot better suited for that so that's where like andy's ableton knowledge helps out which kicks in so i mean i've i think it was a good thing that we're working on different daws anyway because you can kind of just transfer yeah, we, each has got their own strengths you know yeah for the live performance if i was if, I, if we were both on logic we would have had to learn ableton to get to the live shows and then vice versa yeah. if, if we're doing it the other way around yeah, in terms in terms of DJ, it's, it's been difficult. It's been a difficult one. Like, obviously, we had we had a, quite a few uh, festivals lined up for the summer, uh, which obviously didn't come to fruition. And we're hoping we're we're holding on to those till next year. But yeah, yeah. We're, we're holding on. It's given us it's really given us enough time to to nail the live performance stuff, which I feel like me and Ken are getting into a place where we're sort of there now. We're getting very confident with it, which means that when clubs do come back we could we can offer them something different to dj and we can offer them a live performance as well which i think gives us a little bit of a a niche in the market because yeah you've got you've got so many people looking for dj slots like the live performance market is a little bit more niche than that so i think i think when 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 things come back to normal that's what we're going to be offering nice and just on the live performance talk us through the setup so like what have you like who's doing what and how like what is it going to look like disclosure at glastonbury back in oh, mm-hmm. mate. Remember that? <laughs> like, i mean um, yeah, yeah, to yeah. be fair like one day one day um i think me and andy do want to move to like disclosure type things because obviously i've got a like a live music background so i can play like the drums and guitar and we've started incorporating those elements into like our production side of things um, so our setup is quite simple at the moment. We've got, um, uh, Akai APC 40, which is like a mixer and it connects with Ableton has the stems bounced out for certain elements like percussions, um, hats. And then we've got a Korg mini log, but, uh, we've synced it up. So, it, uh, it's MIDI mapped with the software synths because we usually work with a lot of, um, Software since like Silent, um, RE Pro, UEE One, N Five, Diva, and then um, we've got a TR Eight S for like the more percussive size and like little, I don't know, details and stuff like that. Essentially, 
Yeah, we do like ambient percussions on that, which is linked again to, to Ableton where we can reverb echo things. So that when there's like big snare builds, we can re- do a big snare build like on the fly. We want to incorporate a little bit more sort of uh, on the live percussive side as well. So doing like live drums as well, sort of electronic live drums, but actually being able to hit things for little fills and, and little things like that. It look a lot better uh, when you're actually whacking things and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the whole thing. It's like uh, when you're DJing, there's not much you can do in terms of movement to show you're actually doing things yeah, yeah. and the same with live performance if you're just pulling up faders and you're just twisting knobs yeah, exactly it's it, pe- the people in the audience or people on a live stream for example they can't really see what's happened it's not tangible to them so to actually be able to hit something and then there be a bat loud crash or a, a, a snare or something that's actually tangible to the audience and they're like they'll vibe with that as well yeah definitely mm. Nice. Um, and Tommy, DJing for you, you said you've been playing out quite a bit still. Yeah, yeah. Like <clears throat> the week just gone was really flipping busy. Honestly, I, I actually, I think that was the busiest week of my life. Um, and working full time as well, it's just been mayhem. Yeah. Because um, obviously the Let's Just Music video was out. And then um, the, the Janssen's remix was out. And then I was DJing three times. Um, and then working, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually going to have a meltdown. <laughs> but no, to be fair, everything went perfectly. It was just like, I, oh my God, it was just, yeah, mental. But it was, I couldn't have asked for a better week. It went so well. Um, but yeah, the gigs, the gigs in Sheffield have been really fun. Um, it, like, it's good because I, I know quite a lot of the people there. So it helps, doesn't it, when you're yeah. in the crowd and you're just like, oh. Um, <laughs> all your yeah, mates and all like, like people you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there's some really good parties going on at the minute. They're really like, you know, as, as strict as it is, they are still quite sociable. Um, but yeah, no, it's good fun. And it's just different. Like on Sunday, it was like, I DJed at like Oktoberfest. So it was like this big courtyard party with like gazebos. And I got like a free hot dog, a free stein. Like instead of being a sweaty rave at five in the morning, I'm just day party you know like a little hot dog <laughs> this, this suits, you, suits you down to the ground doesn't it day party vibe. <laughs> oh bed by 10 oh perfect all right <laughs> Wait, i love it because it's I, you know what i've said it to so many people the whole 10 p.m thing it is crap but sometimes i just like i said earlier i love being in bed by 12 it feels like it's three o'clock but i'm like shit it's 12 o'clock like it's uh, yeah. it has its pros and cons yeah. but yeah I've, I've had and then apart from Sheffield, i've had because you boys went there as well and we went to Brixton. That was a really fun show. Yeah, um, that, was, yeah, that good, was good. That was good. That was a good night. Really good night. Yeah, um, I think that was the first event we went to, like, post-lockdown. And I guess, Tommy, obviously, with Let's Just, it's been a pretty mad... How long has it been out now? Three months? Five months now, I think. It's five, five months. Yeah, and it's still got so much leg, is not it? Yeah, it was yeah. five months on Thursday. Wow. So, that's and what's that been just going? Obviously, it's just getting hammered right across Radio 1, Kiss, everywhere. Like, yeah. how has that been? Like, as you're, you know, I guess. Like, I can't even describe a dream, really. Like, even before it happened, I was telling everybody that I knew, like, my dream is to one day be on Radio 1. Like, every person I know knew that that was, like, my dream. And I just, I used to tell it to everyone. I was like, it's just what I've just, I was obsessed with it because I've listened to it, like, every Friday and stuff. And, and yeah, for it to be on radio, I think it's hit like 30 times now on Radio 1. That's um, nuts. Uh, yeah, so it's just yeah. like, what the flipping hell. And it's nice now because it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's dying down, but like 
you know, it's not on every Friday and stuff now. So it's so nice to kind of just look back at it. And that's when you you do appreciate it, you know. During the, the middle of it, it's just like mental. And I just couldn't really kind of get to grips with it. But now I've just looked back on it. It's just been the most incredible, incredible five months. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, just what anyone would dream of, really. So it's been, yeah, it's been really, really good. Loved every second of it. Sick. Um, so I just want to ask you, both uh, about breaks as a as a genre. Obviously, we touched on it a little bit earlier on, but it seems to have just kind of catapulted into everyone's like everyone's like music that they're listening to in the mm, last year. Yeah. I don't really think it, before maybe like Frankie Wire and a couple of other bits. Like that was January last year, so I guess two years now almost. Yeah. But, like breaks music. What is it that connects with people so well about breaks, or has done in the last couple of years? Oh. I don't, I think what it's brought is kind of, it's kind of reimagined trance into a more modernized form. And I think, um, in like a lot of, I mean, this, this is kind of like a general sweeping statement, but in a lot of mainstream electronic music, there's not really much of an emotive aspect to it. And I think the kind of breaks like becoming a bigger thing has brought that into like, you know, mainstream radio, like, Radio One, Kiss. So I think that's probably where the appeal lies for a lot of people. Um, it's super but, nostalgic as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of people who, who are sort of listening in the sort of 80s and 90s to this sort of uh, electronic breaksy music. And then it sort of died out and it's come back and, and then there's revitalised a lot of people's sort of love for music as well. Uh, I, I saw comments on on, on Let's Just's uh, music video and things like that. And, and people saying that they sort of like get a lot of nostalgia from the, mm. from the music that you, that, that mm. you made, uh, which I completely agree with. It's like even if you weren't born in that time, it's still got a nostalgic vibe to it. Yeah, I think I think the word I think the word we're looking for is just timeless. I think that's why breaks are just so good because you know you can listen to it in twenty years and it still sounds as fresh. Um, yeah, yeah like, like Andy said, like it's just you know the nineties era. People just absolutely go mad for it, and that's one thing I've noticed with like it's. I think it's one of my favorite parts of making music by far, and specifically the older generation. I get such a buzz of it for when they reach out, like the forty, fifty year olds. And it's, yeah. like, it's just, I, I love it so much. And they're, I find they're the most loyal kind of, well, fans, if you say, I don't know. Like, they're, they're always the ones that are coming on every photo and every, you know, they just, I love it. And yeah. they, they've got so much loyalty. Um, so yeah, I think that's why it's special. Definitely. And we've kind of mentioned a few times now that the trance word, the T word, um, I've said yeah. quite regularly, um, trance is kind of a bit of a dirty word in, in yeah. the UK for a lot of people but it really seems like it's it's kind of at least influencing a lot of music at the moment even in like tech house now you heard that you know some the recent Ooh. stuff on it's like solo records is even quite trancey in the leads like yeah do we I think agree. we're seeing a bit of a trance revival yeah I'd say so like I've listened to a lot of like kind of tech house focused labels like solar and like you see a lot of artists pulling out kind of trancey elements, for example, um, is it Mauer? Set yeah, free, absolute tune. Like that tune is so good. Huge. And that's got that kind of the, the synth element that you find in trance music. So I'd say, I think it's not so much the same sort of trance that we listened to it before, but it's like people are starting to reimagine it um, and refresh upon it. 
which I think is really cool. Mm. I, I could talk about this topic for an hour. I've, 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 I think <laughs> I say ninety percent of my production is trancey. Like if I've got trance mm. every single part of my production because they just make me so happy. Like they just like there's something about them that just gives me such a happy vibe, and I want that feeling when I'm making music. If I'm not connected, it's got that euphoric it. feeling, hasn't it? Yeah, it's that euphoria that you don't get in like a tech house record. Mm, and I feel like uh-huh. that's exactly what people are going to want to hear when clubs are back open. You know, hugging your mates at five a.m. in the morning. Lifting yeah, up. it's gonna. It's only going to get bigger and bigger. I think. And when clubs are open, it's it is what people are going to want to hear. Um, fingers crossed, anyway, because all my music's trancy. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I was a bit of a big risk. The more, honestly, the more I see it, the more every month goes by, the more trancy my stuff is. So I'm hoping. Yeah, like I said, it just feels natural at the minute. Um, definitely. Yeah. I feel like for us, we don't really try to make tracks to a specific genre. It's just tracks that we love to hear, like both me and Andy, because we've basically got the same musical taste, which really helps. But like, it's kind of tracks that we want to hear on a dance floor when we're like at a festival or a club. So, um, yeah, I, I guess mm. it just happens to be more trance influenced than anything else really. Or like breaksy. Definitely, and I guess we we might have kind of answered this question already now. But do we? Do you think that music is gonna club music is gonna keep going this way? Do we think that tech house is kind of done now? And and house obviously house will always has slightly more classic name, but like the kind of you know the Salado cool tour room tech house is that is is that all moving Um, this kind of breaks away, or do you think they are going to separate different lanes? I think. I don't think it's obviously going to be gone, but like, especially with no clubs being open for another year, I think these guys are really suffering the most. Um, cause it is just made for clubs, isn't it? Like, you don't, yeah. obviously people do, but I definitely don't listen to tech house while I'm chilling in bed, like, or in my bedroom. Like it's, it's made for clubs. That's what it is. So, yeah. They're yeah. club focused tunes, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So I, I do think, I think it's been going this way for about two years anyway. Um, yeah, I feel like, maybe become more challenging for artists to kind of make something really like unique with tech house. Cause it's quite a formulaic like layout. Like, you know, it's tech house when it's tech house. Um, and I guess like, it's not really so much focus on the melodic aspect, which having that in like breaks and trance opens up a lot more opportunities to be creative. Um, but I don't know something might change. Uh, so I might pull out something pretty cool and unique in that kind of realm of music I feel like um, these artists are realising that for example like Salado they've gone I feel like they've kind of gone with the taste like the really nice like obviously Tribesman and stuff was the peak of Tech House yeah now they're making kind of ravey kind of it's still a, a lot of acid lines yeah it? but it's still it's really kind of in, in it at the minute so they're, they've done it really well I think um, yeah. Do you think they're Do you think they're seeing the success from the likes of like Camel Fat and stuff yeah. going down that sort of route and sort of thinking? Because Camel Fat used to do be sort of tech housey as yeah. well, yeah. a little bit more technoy, but that sort of similar sound. And now they're seeing all of this success, obviously with, with Cola and all all of these other tracks that they're making. Um, and I think Salado might just be looking at that and going, okay, maybe this is where we lie now, mm. which. Uh, I think it's a good move for them. I think, yeah. I think moving yeah. away from that sort of sound. Definitely. Definitely seems like melodies and, and just some kind of, 
yeah, arps and chords and stuff are just getting essential now to it to to what yeah. these clubs tracks used to just be like just drum based almost. Yeah, I think as well, like um, vocals are becoming a lot more important in kind of track, like having just some kind of vocal element that really strikes a chord with people. I think that's becoming, I don't know, more important in terms of if you want to make a bigger track, if you say it's having that good vocal. So I know you guys have, have worked with uh, at least one vocalist. Um, yeah. How, how does, how are you, how does, how do you find working with, with vocalists on kind of more like full vocal tracks? Is, is that, is it a different type um, of production or does it just kind of, yeah, I mean, so we worked with an artist called Hedara. She's an absolutely amazing singer. And we basically, she sent us some top lines that she just had lying around like ideas. And me and Andy basically produced around that top line. Um, so I guess the kind of the approach you have to production with like full vocalists is more making sure that the kind of beats that you make um, highlight their vocals essentially so a lot of the productions that we made for that track were a bit more backseated to kind of bring out her vocals and kind of highlight that um so i guess yeah it's definitely a different approach in that sense um but yeah i think we're always would love to work with more vocalists i think it's it just opens up more opportunities for kind of anything even if it's like just little ad libs and stuff like that um definitely helps out having vocals you know for, for, for a wider audience and it yeah, helps totally. stuff um, you know yeah they are helpful nice well look guys i think we're kind of getting uh towards towards about time to wrap up so i just want to see you already let's just finish on what's uh let's just finish uh, <laughs> 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 what's 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 kind of on the immediate horizon for you guys tommy should we start with you so I've actually got my next release next Friday. It's come so. Is this the remix? Yes, and I've not really told. I've, I've told you guys about it, but like I've tried to keep on such a low. Um, I found just I just I found even from my events and all them days, like it's better just not telling people and just showing results. So I've tried mm -hmm. to really keep it on the minimum. Um, but yeah, mate, that's been it's been a long ass process. Like it's so it's a remix rudimental. Um, their current single come over with Anne-Marie not messing around straight right. in not right. Right. second release like my guy is going Anne-Marie's like one of my biggest celeb crushes as well so her on vocals I was like this is amazing um, and <laughs> very trancey but in like a modern way and I can't wait to show people because you know let's just it's a bit trancy but like this is kind of like four by four so i'm quite excited to show people a bit of a taste of what's to come um and i'm hoping people do dig it um so yeah like i said it's just been a very long process like we only got them like we've only bloody sent the masters off because it's out next week it was like well i had a bit of a problem with the with their side but anyway so we've just replaced the masters because we didn't like it, and then it was too late, and I was like, wait, we need to replace it quick. So they got sent off today, all perfectly ready for next week. Um, but, yeah, it's just been it's just been so many back and forths. We've, we've got someone to mix it, just wasn't happy. Another person to mix it wasn't happy. So I just went with my mix, which I'm really surprised about because my mix downs are shocking. Mm -hmm. 
but this one just worked out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> this worked out really well. Like, this is the best mix down I've done. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be proud to get it out there as my own mix. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. So that's the next one. See. Very nice. Very nice. And, Sebasco, I have heard your next release. Um, yeah, when is that? <laughs> when is that coming? EP coming out mid-November. It's November 13th uh, on Another Rhythm. Um, again, yeah, the big we've been releasing a lot with. Um, so yeah, that, that's come in and we've got a super special surprise, which we uh, filmed on Sunday, which looks absolutely... I missed the start of that. You super special surprise that we've got coming out as well uh, after the release, um, which ties in with it as well. Um, and that'll be coming out on... Uh, well, we don't know yet, but some weeks after the release, the so sort of end of November sort of time. Um, and that ties in with the EP as well. Yeah. We've also got a remix coming out on Fat Records um, on the 24th for Happy Cat J. He's a pretty awesome artist, like more oh, that's, live. That's this, like, this, yeah. This. Is that this that Friday? Yeah. Oh, 20, God. Yeah. I've completely lost track of time. I thought it was like, <laughs> like weeks or yeah, something. So re- re- remix on Friday as well coming out. Yeah. Nice. Big, big, big couple of weeks then. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and, and chatting away. I think that that's flown by. Um, but Ooh. yeah, really good to speak to you all. And obviously, you're both absolutely killing it at the moment. So um, I'm really excited to hear what, what comes next. 